Educator Ewan Blackman hosts the You and Me and the ISD podcast, connecting the community to the local school district and ins and outs of how to work together to improve the quality of education for our next generations. Here's your host, Ewan Blackman. Hello and welcome to Ewan, Me and the ISD. I'm your host, Ewan Blackman on the OBBM Network, and we're here today with Lynn Davenport discussing ed reform. What is ed reform? Who's involved in it? What does it do? How does it go? What a be? Let's get started. Ed, uh, ed reform. Lynn is a buzzword we've heard a lot about. We've heard about these ed reformers, these ed reformers. But but what is ed reform? If we could take a, a, a broad out view of what it is, take a zoom out, give us a 30,000 foot perspective. What is ed reform? Ed reform. Well, it, the name alone indicates that they want change. And so you and I could be considered reformers because we want to see change in the schools. Absolutely. Really a, a shift back, I think, to how education should be, which is about education, academics, and knowledge. But the global, really, there's a global education reform movement. It's called GERM, of all things, because it's, it's a nasty thing that's spreading worldwide. Yeah, global education reform movement, GERM. And so what is that? So you have players that the the uh, across the globe who want to change education and so they're doing it through policy through think tanks i call them stink tanks but uh think tanks who uh, many times they want to impose kind of a corporate model yes. in our schools so you right. have the global players you have the federal and the national players then you have the state players and then you have the local players and we'll cover all of those. We'll yeah. cover all of them. But but if we can give you the, the, the three things to add reform we talked about uh, um, earlier when we were discussing this, and you opened my eyes up mm -hmm. to a lot of the sort of insider trading, so to speak, of what's going on in the, in the ed community. Well, essentially what the reform movement said they wanted to do it had to do with accountability, so testing, uh, high-stakes testing. Okay. They wanted to um, change the standards. So the in Texas, we call them TEKS, T-E-K-S. Or TEKS, as I like to say. TEKS, yeah, TEKS or TEKS. But yeah, <laughs> South African, you know, you say TEKS. We say TEKS. Indeed. TEKS. Let's pull the whole thing say, off. We say TEKS, yeah. <laughs> TEKS? Uh, yeah, and then uh, so <laughs> and, and you've heard of the Common Core State Standards. That was yeah. where they wanted to standardize the standards across the country. It was actually a, a much broader agenda, a philosophical agenda. A, um, a, a philosophical model of education, but it was under the guise of we want to have, so if a child moves from Texas to California, the standards would be the same and people would be able to. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. Who would not be? Right. And my that? favorite one, the, yeah. the Texas Exodus Initiative. Oh, sorry. Excellence Initiative. Right. TEI. Yes. Okay. The other thing was uh, merit pay. So a, a lot of times you'll hear the 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 national and the state reformers and the locals talking about teacher merit pay. Right. Now, Gates Foundation tried to do this for 20 years and failed at it. They finally gave up because they spent, what, $500 million or something like that on trying to tie teacher pay to test scores, and they could not make it work because, as you know, you don't choose the students that you get. They come to you as they are, and you must do as much as you can to move every student, right? right. So uh, some teachers get more advanced students some teachers get less advanced students and and so they do uh, merit pay yeah. and at the local level they call it tei teacher excellence initiative it cost caused a mass exodus of teachers out of da dallas isd to the tune of ten thousand teachers left disd almost the entire workforce turned over what was that all just ten thousand yeah 
Wow, so think about the institutional memory that leaves when they leave, all that training, all that experience. You don't get worse as a teacher. You get better, as you know. And some of my, some of my local teachers who may be listening would know this as a TIA or the uh, Teacher Incentive Allotment where the state then got onto this plan. So I think DISD trialed this out with the TEI mm-hmm. and uh, they said, hey, it was so great. It worked so well. I spoke on this at an at a ED uh, conference. I was a, a table discussion we had a few years ago where we looked at how many people was DISD paying in the 90,000. Back then it's 90, it's now gone to 100,000. Because right, that's that's the, the greatest thing, right? A teacher can make 100,000 a year. I'm all for that. I, I got very excited. My heart warmed up immensely. And then when I look at the data, I find out it's how many teachers. Right, because you know you as a teacher, you may put in more effort than another teacher. In fact, we can prove that you've done that. But so you thought, okay, so I would get paid more because I put in more. It didn't actually work out that way. What it does is it creates a competitive environment. It actually, under stack ranking with Microsoft, it nearly crushed the the company because people were – fighting to get to the top right in a teaching in the teaching profession it's highly collaborative it's not competitive yeah so that's actually a very toxic thing to put in there i agree 100 so you know and they'll say oh yeah you make six figures so i i'm, I'm trying to talk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we had elections yesterday and then you know sometimes you just take it on the chin but but lynn has definitely taken on the chin so she looks a little a little I bells will and <laughs> my right side of my face doesn't work but i'm trying to talk as fast I'll as i can you, by the way for those to cover everything yeah dental work uh, um so but yes, yeah, so, so the, this pay for per, for performance did not work as they, well, maybe it is what they intended, but it, it had unintended consequences and the mass exodus of teachers. But now they're trying to do through House Bill 3 and the Texas legislature, the Commit Partnership and Todd Williams, it, they baked this into the bill. So now they're trying to call it teacher incentive allotment and other, other names so it's not recognized as TEI. Right. But that's essentially what it is, pay for for performance. And this, and this is where, you know, you can hear Lynn gets excited about this. I get excited about this. And we got to take a breath sometimes because there's so much to unpack here mm-hmm. to talk about in terms of what are they doing in education and what are they reforming? Because when you reform something, you say it's not working the way it is, therefore we must make it something else. But if the something else you're making it is not as good as what it was before, then we failed miserably at that. Then it's deform, yeah. Yeah, and, deform. And, uh, Michelle go. Malkin, who is a political, she's written a bunch of books, but she told me, she said, when you hear the word reform, look for dollar signs. And I think the same thing could be said for reimagining. You hear that a lot with reimagining yeah. uh, prison uh, or you know anything, education. They, they want to reimagine our cities. You'll look for dollar signs, and it's usually, and innovation's another one. If you hear innovation, mm. look for tech. Technology and big time dollars, big big money going to those things. Unless it's a quick plug for my, my organization I work with is the Innovative Teachers of Texas, and that is not the same at all. That's actually a teacher organization for uh, center right folks. And uh, look them up online, uh, itt.org. Great uh, organization. I highly recommend them. I'm a member myself. But so there's a case where innovation is used for good. Mm-hmm. That's right. So if we change it up a little bit to to, to Get a little narrower now because Mm -hmm. in our experience, we both work, uh, I work in in a school district outside of where I live, and then uh, Lynn is very much involved in her local school district, which for both of us is the same school district, and uh, that's Richardson ISD. And we had a superintendent who left last year who was very much involved in this ed reform uh, movement. And, and can we talk a little bit on that? I mean, it sounds very conspiratorial, right? But, but, but let's talk a little bit of how did that evolve into the Richardson ISD. 
Well, and you know, I often get called a conspiracy theorist, but I'm really a conspiracy analyst. Ah, and I say that. I ripped that off from Gore Vidal. But I say that because I take, I, I study the patterns and the behaviors of these these local reformers and national. Uh, and I didn't name them, by the way. So when we're talking about um, No Child Left Behind and the bills that have been passed, that was Bush and Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, who passed that. And then you had Sandy Kress, a Dallas ISD lawyer. But, um, but. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, no, that, that's a great that's a great point to come back, and I see we're up against a hard break. So let me uh, let me leave it there for a second. We'll come yeah. back in just a moment and pick it up. How long has it been since you've updated your brand or restocked your promotional items? The more often people see your company logos and taglines, the more often your company comes to mind. That top of mind thinking is exactly what grows businesses and generates revenues. So at Big Feet Creations, I've dedicated my time and talent for over 30 years designing and illustrating print and digital products that people love and remember. Now we're adding website design and audio video editing too. Call Big Feet Creations at 469-450-7350. I'm a big guy, and I've taken big steps to help you grow big. Big Feet Creations, 469-450-7350. Call today. That's 469-450-7350. Ready to feel great? Core Frequency Therapy in Grapevine uses transdermal ozone through a Hockett Ozone Sauna, combining 10 different technologies simultaneously. The Hockett Ozone Sauna can be used once or multiple times each week for optimal detox and cellular recovery. Burn up to 600 calories each session. Core Frequency Therapy boosts your immune system, increases mental clarity, and destroys cancer cells. The Hockett Ozone Sauna eliminates bacteria, viruses, and fungi, and detoxifies heavy metals from your system. Enjoy increased blood flow, oxygen levels, relieving pain, and improving quality of life. Book a session at Core Frequency Therapy today and feel better tomorrow. Call us at 817-382-1499. That's 817-382-1499. One four nine nine. Welcome back to Ewan, Me, and the ISD. I'm your host, Ewan Blackman, on the OBBM Network. Here talking with Lynn Davenport about Ed Reform or Ed Deform, I guess. Deform. We could look at, and we talk a little bit about Doctor Stone. We talk a little bit about Richardson ISD and how Ed Reform worked in that district specifically. It's contagious, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. Tongue-tied and twisted. Well, okay, so Dr. Stone is a perfect example of the reform agenda because she came to Richardson ISD from Wiley ISD. I welcomed her with open arms as a parent who's engaged, who's paying attention. I looked at her record. She was an English teacher. She would be a great... I mean, she had success in Wiley ISD from a, t a testing perspective because star testing. But now I look back and I realize, okay, she was brought to Richardson ISD because of testing. So it wasn't really about returning to the classical model of education, academics, like right. time-tested reading strategies. She was there, uh, to, they brought her there for her STAR results. STAR is the, the Texas uh, high-stakes testing. And so, uh, so she 
uh, because we had so many issues in Richardson ISD where we had a decline in our academic performance. We once were a shining star in Texas as a diverse, high-performing district. And so bringing in all of the technology and the focus on testing, that's really sent us in a downward spiral. Right. So Stone gets there. I'm optimistic, thinking she's going to be great. Behind the scenes, she was working with one of these reformers. And so I would I'd study the things that she was imposing, such as the ACE performance model, where you would, you would take teachers and you would give them a stipend and put them in, in the low-performing campuses. And it's a $3.7 million boondoggle. Math. Behind the scenes, it was Todd Williams of the Commit Partnership. Oh. So in talking about this global education reform Does agenda— no, but he's the highest uh, donor to our to the uh, Vote oh. Yes PAC. Oh, that's great. So yeah. he's very much involved in us. Oh, the PAC, yeah. sorry. He lives in Dallas. His his kids uh, go to elite private schools and private schools, uh, we're also say. in Highland Park. But yeah, beside the point. So uh, so he's behind the scenes with the Commit Partnership, his nonprofit. They are pulling Jeannie, Dr. Stone's puppets. You know, she, they're, that's the, the puppet master kind of behind the scenes. So I'm studying their, their agenda coming from Dallas ISD. I see we implemented in Richardson ISD. I'm sounding the alarms on the failed reforms in Dallas ISD, but I see that she's starting to adopt the same ones. So as predicted, these things have failed in Richardson ISD as well. So you look at the accountability system, which is part of the reform, come to us through Bush and Ted Kennedy. So No Child Left Behind is why we have this test and punish culture. Nickleby. Right? So Dr. Stone uh, puts in these ACE campuses. Now, fast forward, we're with the accountability system, we've got D and F rated campuses in Richardson ISD that are pulled out of the accountability system because the commissioner at the Texas Education Agency, under a bill, uh, Senate Bill 1365, they don't count the DNF-rated campuses. So think about this. Your school district is getting a, a B or a C or an A, and they're celebrating, but they've taken those DNF campuses out of the mix. So Richardson actually has a high C, not a B, as reported, because four campuses were taken out. Yeah, there were four. There were four schools uh, that did uh, an NR on the elementary level, and one and one not rated as NR. Yeah, not rated. Um, and those uh, two out of four of the ACE schools, the ACE model that that uh, Lynn was referring to, with uh, Dr. Stone brought into the district in 2017, 2018, um, had very promising results. I think the first six months they were, were hyping it up a lot. We had done a couple of well, uh, yeah. When you drill the the students, yeah. When you turn it into a testing-focused campus, you can move the needle, but it's not sustainable because it's miserable work. Right, and, fact and they two, narrow the curriculum to what gets tested is what gets taught. Right. So when you look at that, it's an it's a complete failure. But yeah, you'll show, and then they'll do the the Dallas Morning News will say, oh look at these gains because Todd Williams funds Indeed. the the yeah. Dallas Morning News education. So they protect these superintendents who adopt the reform agenda. Selling out all the teachers and all the students. They do. While they do this, then they get elevated. And as predicted, I said she's either going to go when she leaves Richardson ISD, when they stop paying her, which was in August. I predicted she'd either go to Commit Partnership SMU or she'd go to Leadership ISD. And where does she go? She's now hired by the Commit Partnership, and she will be there at the legislature. 88th session coming up, and yep. she will be imposing whatever the new reforms are and championing those, and none of them, they, not one, has moved the needle in Dallas ISD, Richardson ISD, or any of the Metroplex where we have an agreement with the Commit Partnership. Yeah, and that, that's unfortunate. I think, I think uh, as a teacher, I'm telling you that the, the reforms they bring in 
sound really good on paper. I mean, who doesn't want to reform education and make kids score better and do better and are more prepared for the, uh, the real world? But a lot of times, these things get implemented with great ideas and good intentions. But there was a saying I hear about, about a road to hell and it's paved with, with good, good intentions. intentions. So right. that's, that's the problem we run into is, is they so sound good. in ed hell right now. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so we have to take a look at how to reform the reform. In other words, what, can, what are the things that we can do? And to be sure... Just to, I'm absolutely clear on this. We, we've taken a look at some of the lower performers in Richardson ID, but there are, there are some, some bright, shining stars in there too. Something I talked about on previous podcasts, and I'll talk about again, was Forest Meadow Junior High and what they're doing out there. They're looking for hashtag 90 in the accountability ratings. So I want to reward those folks that are doing those jobs. That's uh, Susan uh, Burt down there doing doing amazing job as a principal. I went to observe what was happening and, and just the, the atmosphere that's being set. And you talk to any teacher, they'll tell you, it's, it's from the principal down who sets that atmosphere. If you have an absentee principal, someone who's not in the hallways, in other words, being pulled out for some of these trainings that they have to do, well, what are the trainings all about? That's some of the ed reform folks in the background wanting to mold the principals into these uh, it's a corporate ideals. model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a corporate model. Yeah, and they think that if you make it into a data-driven model that that's going to yield results. And we found that it's not because we've been data-driven and data-focused at least in Richardson ISD, since our, you know, my failed school board race since 2017, I, I've been showing the, the, you can see the decline in the achievement, but it's not just the test results, because that's really all we have. There's more. As a parent, you can tell. I know from my oldest to youngest that the curriculum changed, it shifted. Remember going back to the global education reform, that common core model, which in yep. Texas, we rebranded it, we called it um, the career and college ready standards. So all of that Indeed. has led to it. And let's, let's talk about that in just a moment when we come back. We'll dive a little more into data and then we'll wrap it up with seeing how you can take an active role in how to make this a better process. So let's take a quick break. It seems like there's never enough time in your business to get everything done that you need to. Searching for the right employees to represent your brand and satisfy your customers was already hard enough. And now there are even fewer options out there. How do you find the right people and keep them? My name is Terrell Tipton with Insperity, and we offer HR services that make your company make sense. Too often, local business owners take on HR activities, wanting to run their business on a shoestring, but that can mean sacrificing revenue-generating activities that allow you to continue to grow and serve your community at the level you want. Call 972-409-4316 today. I'll walk you through Insperity's outsourced HR services and health insurance options and help you come up with a plan that gets the most out of your business and your budget. Insperity provides stability to businesses in uncertain times and has been helping companies just like yours since 1986. Call 972-409-4316 and talk to me, Terrell Tipton. It's time for your business to run better, grow faster, and make more money. 972-409-4316. Call today. One last time, 972-409-4316. Multiple streams of income are the local business owner's new protection against inflation. If you enjoy sharing health insights and helping others live their healthiest lifestyle possible, you can create wealth for yourself and your family by doing what you love to do every day. Call 469-939-8933. Discover how to incorporate additional financial revenue into your love of health and wellness and the work you're already doing, using your time wisely and leveraging networks you already work with. Ready to learn more? Join the Wellness Institute's Corolla Bratis, subject of the book, Look Beyond Tomorrow, to help even more people realize their potential and achieve their health goals. Build a side business with products sourced in North America and protect your bottom line. 
Call 469-939-8933 today. That's 469-939-8933. Call now. And welcome back to Ewan, Me, and the ISD. I'm your host, Ewan Blackman, uh, on the OBBM Network, having a conversation with Lynn Davenport about ed reform. And we're just talking a little bit about data. And for me, data is, is, is a new word from the standpoint that it sounds all very computerish, very scientific. It used to be called statistics. But we got very wise to the fact that there were lies, absolute lies, and statistics. But now we've got data, and data is just another word for statistics. And, and we've become very, uh, as I like to say, very data-wise but student-foolish. We've overanalyzed what, what the needs of our students are to where on paper it all becomes one thing, but in implementing that in the classroom is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. So you talk a little bit to, uh, you know, teaching is an art and a science, right? And now we've got the science of reading, the science of teaching. And, and how does that fit into the ed reformers? What do they think about that, the science of teaching? What are they pushing with that, with that idea? Well, you ha- they have to create the crisis in order to bring in their solution, which is usually you know more money for some new program. So the reading wars are important. Now, they're getting really crafty with it because now the reading wars are real, and we know that reading has been hijacked. Uh, and, we, and we know that the technology that was baked into the No Child Left Behind, that reading response to intervention software, that through we used iStation for a long time, yeah. I-S-T-A-T-I-O-N, in Texas. And they did a lot of pilots after No Child Left Behind passed. 2003, they piloted it in Richardson, Houston, Terrell, and, and um, Fort Worth ISD. Now you can show a direct correlation between all that technology, teaching kids to read and assessing them, has actually led to now they're really having a major reading crisis. So right. new, new, you know, new crisis, and now we got a new solution, Amplify Reading software, $50 million contract coming in through the TEA. And, and so they use, they'll say, oh, well, it's phonics-based. And so they check that box. But it's not the kind of phonics that you and I were given and the kind of phonics that leads to a, a, a deeper understanding of how to read. Who can still do their phonics alphabet, by the way? Oh, gosh, I probably Because I did this so, I still, I remember, because for those who don't know, phonics is a, is a way of reading that teaches you how to sound out the words to work out what the word says. So instead of saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you'd say etc. I won't go through the whole thing. But yeah, but I remember that so well because that, by teaching phonemic awareness and teaching how phonics works, you're teaching a student how to read words they've never seen before. And to decode language. Because if you can decode language, you're less easily manipulated. Correct. But if you do Mm -hmm. sight learning and whole language approach, which is what that Ed Reform thing for a long time, it was was a new savior for the the reading system, mm -hmm. was to just recognize words on sight, not learn to deconstruct the word. And I think we now realize how detrimental that was to our students' learning. Absolutely. But we're not learning from the past because you have to look backwards, right, to, to, to learn how to go forward. Right, and we don't do that. In Richardson ISD, we never evaluate programs to say, you know what, we admit this was a failure and we need to learn from that and then not do it again, but they keep doing it over. And that was one of my bright sparks for, for our new superintendent, for, for Tabitha Branham, uh, specifically spoke to this in her um, acceptance of, of the, the job, was saying that she wants to reevaluate these programs and get rid of programs that don't work. And I like that idea. It has yet to. She must to, be reading my Facebook posts. No, <laughs> I always say, Lynn, I don't always agree with a lot they of the do. stuff you, you talk about. But if, you, if half of what you say is true, <laughs> we're going to win a whole world of hurt. So hopefully, we can turn some of that around and, and fix it. Um, I well, do and you, you know, I want to say this that. because when we went to that event, that was Margaret Spellings, who was George yes. Bush's education secretary. Right. 
she was interviewing Todd Williams at that Episcopal church. And I did a whole podcast on this. And, and so at, from that stage, Todd Williams said, data gives a voice to the students. Well, mm. you and I would say, you and I and you and me and the ISD there you go. would See, say, comes we would say <laughs> that the teachers and the parents give voice to the students. They do, absolutely. Right? Yeah, I think, I think the idea that data gives voice to students, no, I think data makes a number of a student in a spreadsheet. It does. And so, so it reduces the teachers and the students to data points. And they do that so that they control. So this moves into, it shifts us, this reform agenda is shifting us into outcomes-based education. The moms have fought it. We, we fought it in the 60s. We fought it in the 80s and 90s. OBE. And now we're losing because the technology that has been become so pervasive. And we know that we spend year over year, we spend more and more. We, like I, what, iPads and Richardson ISD? 21,000 iPads. $10 million for elementary students, okay? Yeah. Show me. Show me where that is moving the needle and cause and, and leading to better outcomes. I'm all about the yeah. inputs. I don't care. The outcomes, it means nothing to me because we need better inputs. What we're right. feeding them, teaching them, giving them. Um, and, and, you know, this is this is a bipartisan agenda. I think people need Absolutely. to understand that. Absolutely. This is not one party or the other because they've both sold. They both both endorsed us. Um, and, and and to that point, this is where Lynn and I might diverge a little bit in in talking about technology in the classroom because one of my my honest thesis was on technology in the classroom, and I recognize there is a great place for technology in the classroom. For me, it's in the high school classroom because that's that's what I'm more intimately familiar with. But if you walk into an elementary school and you see these kids on iPads and they're just on the iPad for an hour or two, that's that's not engaging lessons. That's not engaging the student in the learning. That's not helping the student. That's why I think we have the social emotional learning push right now is because we've taken the, the social out of the school and we've put them onto a, onto a machine. Well, if they're onto the machine, if they're onto the iPads, why do they need to be in the school building, right? They could be at home learning that stuff just equally as well. What's the, what's the role of me, the teacher? Where, what skill set do I bring to the classroom if the kid's yeah. on the iPad, especially with the little ones, especially with the, I used to call them ankle biters, but those little guys, right? They're the ones that we, we have to develop in, in, in a multitude of facets, right? From, mm -hmm. from the social emotional to the knowledge to skills based to, to learning, writing, and also just how to be humans, mm -hmm. right? You got to teach us how three, to interact with each other. And we know yeah. that the screen addiction is a real thing. We actually have all the data to show, and that, that's something that Mary Lowe and I do with Families Engaged, is that we, sh we have data to show that the technology is actually not only is it not moving the needle, it's actually harming children. So we can prove that. So we have the data to prove that. So why do we then continue to endorse that which is leading to our demise? And also it's going to remove the teacher. It, it, instead of that sage on the stage, they become the guide on the side, the tech facilitator. Yes. That's what they want. That was they a big care. word, by the way, for about five years. And it was mm -hmm. the, the, the stage on the stage. You know, this is the a lot to get into. Know, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot to dive into. And I hope, mm -hmm. let's do this. Let's come back and talk about this some more. I think this is worthy of, of multiple episodes, not just this one. Yeah. So let's let's do it. Let's talk some more about this. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for more information about how ed reform is deforming the education system and what we can do about it to change that. This has been Ewan, me, and the ISD. I've been your host, Ewan Blackman, with Lynn Davenport. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. You've been listening to the You and Me and the ISD podcast on the OBBM Network podcast. For guest and sponsor information, reach out to Ewan at 214-901-5013. For programming information and permissions to reproduce all or portions of this podcast, please call 214-714-0495. 
You and me and the ISD podcast are protected under copyright law and reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited. Follow the OBBM Network podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and remember to leave us a review. Thank you for listening. Share this with your friends and family for a proactive approach to solving issues in our school districts.